Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Welcome everybody to the latest Live Birds pod. It's April. It's exciting times following this Liverpool team. And myself, Amy, Kate and Randy have uh, reconvened after a very intense game against Man City to uh, talk through and pick through the details of that game amongst a number of other subjects. So we're going to kick right off into it. Randy, let me start with you. I know that you and your brother managed to watch the game. What was your take? Uh, first of all, I have to say it was such <laughs> hard work. My God, that was, uh, I was short into the match. I couldn't sort of get scared uh, enough before it started. But then suddenly when it started, I was like absolutely scared to death. And obviously, <laughs> I mean, how five minutes in, uh, I was, uh, yeah, proved right, wasn't I? Uh, so it, they looked so, so strong and we looked so um, lethargic. Is that a word you could use? Yeah. <laughs> sort of so, not at so our best at all. Yeah, and I felt that both teams were nervous and because it meant so much. It was so much at stake and, of course, it was. But I felt that we were the worst part. And also, I think I comp- commented to my brother a couple of times that this looks like a handball match. And you know how that is played? It's either attack mm. or a defence. So what happened to our midfield? I was it, Something was not right there. It, it was like either away or home. Nothing happening on the middle. So uh, when we scored our goal with Shota, <laughs> uh, managed <laughs> to... Uh, that was such a lovely moment. And then you knew this is going to be one of those matches. And he was. And as he said, because he's not into any of those teams, so he was like, this is such an entertaining match. And yes, but it was just, for me, mostly hard work. <laughs> yeah, I, I dare say, because, because he, he, he has no skin in the game, he probably yeah. really enjoyed it as a really, really good football game. Um Amy it must Kate. have been lovely to watch, you know. It, it, must, it <laughs> must have been. I have nothing riding on it. No. Um, a- Amy Kate, did you enjoy watching it? Well, I don't know if word enjoy is the right word, <laughs> but 
I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And I, I watched it with the Carlsbad Liverpool Supporters Club um, with my group. And we had a, an, about, I don't know, about 30 of us. I mean, it was it was very stressful in, 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 in watching it. It was Everybody was joking around about if we took our, our heart medication or if we hadn't, we better start taking some. It was just <laughs> very stressful. I don't know. I mean, it was very tight on the, on the chest the whole time, you know, it was, it was, it was thrilling, but we had so much at stake and I, I really wanted us to win, but I knew it was going to be a, a tough game and they, they played how we expected. And I think that we were, we weren't, um, we just weren't, as good as we should have been. And, and I agree with Randy, the midfield just didn't seem like it was either, you know, attack or defense. It just didn't really seem like the midfield was really um, there. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it is what it is. There's still hope. We didn't lose. That's what's really important. We, we have goal differential, which is great. If, if they, mm-hmm. as long as we keep winning and they get a draw, you know, we're good. So, so there is still hope, but we and we like to do things the hard way. We, That's we the do. Liverpool way. <laughs> <laughs> we like to do things the hard way. Um, <laughs> on the point about the midfield, Randy, do you think that playing Cater instead of, uh, well, I would pick probably Henderson, although I didn't think Fabinho had a great game. I I would have loved to have seen Fabinho, um, Thiago, and Cater in a mm. in the midfield against City. Do you think that would have made yeah. any difference? Yeah, well, I, I thought that last match we played uh, so well with uh, Fab, Cater, and uh, Thiago, and I was really mm. looking forward to that. But I knew that Klopp trusts Hendo in these matches. But I think first half. Even Hendo, he probably had one brilliant, brilliant pass. That was just typical of him. But I didn't feel that he could contribute defensively as well as he usually does. So I felt that when in the second half, of course, then Fabinho played well as well. He was not good in the first half either. So then it was like not all three of them did work. But in the second, when uh, Keita came on and Fabinho started to work, he was really on his foot in the second Mm. half and he got a yellow and he was, you know, into it. Then when Keita came on, you could see, ah, this is how it should be in a way. I felt that it was a good move, but maybe it should have been doing that earlier. So I I missed both Diaz and uh, Keita in this match, to be honest. Although... You have to say that both Jota and Mane did score. Absolutely. And that's the thing. You know when Jota is on the uh, pitch, he he scores. Uh, So in this match, actually, what I wanted to see was um, Mane, uh, Diaz and Jota uh, to see what would happen then because uh, I think all three of them were better than Salah in this match. Maybe he needs a rest. Interesting. I mean, Amy Kate, it was Salah's pass, it was Salah's assist to Mane for the equaliser at the start of the second half. Lovely, lovely weighted ball. Uh, yeah. Your, would you agree with um, Randy? Would, would you have uh, rested Salah or had Salah on the bench 
as opposed to starting in the front three today? You know what? I don't think no matter what's going on, I don't think I'd ever put Saul on the bench in a game like this. And I and I know I'm being kind of biased. No, I am being biased, not kind of. I'm being biased because he's Salah. Um, no other reason. Um, he makes the most goals. He's got, you know, he's he's, I think it's what, 28 now? I might have that wrong. But it's just, I'm willing to take that gamble with him being starting than some over someone else to be honest but there's been a lot of talk that and and I might have had this a little bit off of what I read um that Aldo put but he was kind of calling him out he was kind of saying that he's not on his game he's not you know um playing as well as we he should be he's been um he hasn't scored in the last I think six matches they said I don't know if that's 100% true but um because I didn't have a chance to like check the statistics of that but I I don't know I mean I'd still put him in I I I, I would take that gamble I I have that much faith in him and I did I mean, also kind of see yeah. like I think his heart's in it even though maybe he's he's not been as consistent I still think his heart's in it I think that you know what what he's done over the last uh, five seasons is is frankly nothing short of miraculous um i i worry i think that um uh, you know particularly over the last few weeks you know losing the the africa cup of nations the senegal mm-hmm. being knocked out of the world cup by senegal um you know carrying all that weight on his shoulders about you know the the one genuine world-class player that Egypt has. Um, I, I, you know, I worry about how that, how he carries that weight on his shoulders. And um, I don't know whether any of you picked up uh, apparently one of his post-game interviews in Egypt or, or, you know, with Arabic channel, whatever it was. There was there was an indication he might be thinking about international retirement. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know if that if that was like a correct translation, and if that's actually true. But but I do wonder whether that's also you know he's he's been thinking about that as well. You know, there's a lot of rumours about the contract discussions and one thing and another. But we've got so much going on as a club at the moment in terms of you know it's a game every three days um and like you say at this point we are still in all four competitions so um to my mind i think the rotation is the key um but but he is a big game player is what i would say and you know he does have that ability to just produce a piece of magic so I think on balance, I probably lean a bit more with you, Amy Kate, on the fact that I think he's earned the right to to you know start games such as this. But mm-hmm. you know, no, nobody has a divine right, and at some point, um, you know, you have to look at his overall contribution. But if, you know, he's still providing assists. He's still you know a menace on the pitch. 
for other teams, you know, and, and a lot of them will double up on him uh, defensively, yeah. which will create space for somebody else. So I do think, you know, he's he is a magnificent player and maybe for his very high standards, he's having a slight dip in form. But I would argue his dip in form still makes him probably better than most other players out there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I'm not I'm not like trying to, to say that he's at his best because we know he's not. But like you said, even his best is or even his not best is still better than a lot of players out there. Yeah, I mean, Randy, what what we do know is with this draw is it's you know, the, it's not in our hands now. Had we won, obviously, um, you know, we would be two points ahead of City. And then, you know, if we kept on winning, there was nothing that they would be able to do about it. Whereas, you know, we're we're in the opposite position now. Whereas if they keep winning, there is nothing we can do about it. Um, was there anything else you you would have wanted us to do? Um, you know, we've talked about Salah, talked about the midfield. Um, you know, it how do you how do you think this impacts, if any, if in any way, how we view the remaining league games? I think actually the way we've been playing up till now in the league means that we it quite suits us to be from behind and just having to win, it looks like. Uh, whilst I don't know how we would behave if we had to defend something now. So maybe this suits as well, but I was sort of hoping for a miracle because as the match uh, went along, I could see that City mm. should have been winning. They had like four uh, balls in the, the post or whatever. So they should have been winning this. So it, I was hoping for a miracle just so that we could be in the other end this season for the first time to yeah. be in the defending end. But I'm not sure that suits us. So maybe this is quite fine. You know, I think we should be happy about this and just continue grabbing points as we have been doing because we have seemed to sort of get through that. Um, whilst we don't know what would happen if we had to defend something. So... So maybe this is okay, and uh, at least then we're still in lots of other competitions. Although I must admit, I, I really don't look forward to the FA Cup against City. So maybe <laughs> to go for the Champions League and really because we've been playing with, uh, you know, our shoulders uh, relaxed and been really looking good in the Champions League. So let's just continue that at least to get some. Um, mojo back because I think today as well our defence looked like we do as we normally do we try to keep our line and then we trick all other teams but City had sussed us out they were running in behind all the time so I think we have to get out there and play uh, Benfica again just to get back to business (laughs) Uh. well well, you say that but you know we if if they turn in behind and then they're caught offside yeah but they were not they were tricked they're tricking us and they you know the Foden goal it was like perfect tricking our uh, trick defense <laughs> yeah but the Sterling goal we worked uh, so you know call it tight but 
yeah, you know, very tight. We, we held the offside line, and um, you know, it went to VAR, and he was offside. You know, I'm not saying I necessarily want it to be that close. No, no. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I, I, you know, it, it served us. It served us pretty well. Yes, you know, that there is there is risk. There's high risk and high reward. Mm. The way that we defend. Um, I don't believe. I may be proved very wrong. I don't believe at this stage of the season, Klopp is going to stop us playing that defensive high line I think they just need to make sure they're incredibly disciplined when yeah, when they you, do it you um, just have to have eyes in your back whilst doing it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but but seeing as you've brought brought up the uh the Champions League Randy so um we obviously played Benfica uh during the week uh 3-1 which I thought was a was a cracking result um, away from home. Amy Kate, what was uh, what was your take about our performance against Benfica, and actually as important, Benfica's performance against us? Well, I just thought we played really well. Um, I I thought that there was a lot of control. I, I felt that we just we just had the game from start to finish, and and we seemed at ease, and it was just it was a joy to watch to be honest. Now I had to watch it in with no sound because it was in Spanish and um, there were, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't understand Spanish. So, so that was um, a little challenging and cause I do kind of like to hear what, you know, the commentators, not necessarily that I agree with them, but I kind of like to hear what they have to say. Um, but I felt that they did a, a, a great job and, and I, I, was really pleased to to see us come mm-hmm. out, you know, um, the way we did and play, you know, really well throughout the whole match. Yeah, I, I did. You not think we were a bit sloppy the sort of first fifteen minutes of the second half, particularly when they pulled a goal back. Actually, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. I agree with that. I do kind um, of think that we weren't yeah. like. We didn't. We didn't come back out like usually. We come back out fighting, um, you know, ready to go. But we didn't seem like we were ready. It was almost like the game had started without us. But then, you know, then they just started back to the way they were and just kept going. And we ended up winning three three one, which was great. Or actually one three. I have it right. <laughs> It was the thing that obviously it brought, you know, that that the goal that they pulled back obviously brought the crowd back into it, you know, mm-hmm. made it really, you know, a, a, a really sort of vibrant atmosphere again. Because, um, you know, those two goals in the first half, we pretty much killed killed the atmosphere off. But, you know, they could they could have scored first before we got that that first goal. You know, they were they were arguing for a penalty. Um, and we went down the other end and scored. Um, and it, you know, a game can change in in a heartbeat. And um, so I think, I think that was my that was my only thing. That sort of sloppy kind of fifteen minutes or so at the start of the second half. Um, Randy, what did you what did you think of our boy Ibu um, against Benfica? He kind of was was hero and villain. Uh, both <laughs> in that case. 
Absolutely. He was in both ends, literally. Uh, his goal was absolutely beautiful. And I, their defense must have been sleeping uh, hard at that time. But at the same mm. time, he could find space. And being as tall and big and strong as he is, he can just fight that space as well, I guess. So it was brilliant goal. And I thought all, overall that match, he was very good. But of course, he had that one... <laughs> One well, little just, just lost, oh, the ball, you know, was, just judged it. Yeah, and then Nunes uh, showed why he is uh, a very dangerous and a very good player, so he just used that. Um, but if you look at the match overall, I think we should have won with five goals mm. because we are not as clinical anymore. We don't seem to. Uh, yeah, Salah didn't get goals, and uh, Mane probably should have had two and. Diaz could have been another one, and you know, uh, but but we manage, and three one is a good result. So uh, I felt that, as you said, uh, we were not at our best, but we did a very very good job, uh, and and the atmosphere there was brilliant, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah, it's magic. Although, um, what I heard from my friends who did go to the game was that the the Portuguese police in in uh, Lisbon were, you know, didn't treat them very well. They were, all, you know, practically kettled yeah. um, to go into the the stadium, and there didn't appear to be any reason for it for them to to behave that way. Mm. You know, there'd been no issues in the in the town. There'd been no issues in the day. The Benfica and Liverpool fans were mixing together. You know, they were singing, it was all very good-natured. And then the minute they, they approached the ground, mm. it felt like it was a it became a very, very kind of aggressive, confrontational approach by the, the uh, police in Lisbon. And I, I, don't, I don't really get it. It, feel, it feels a very old-fashioned form of yeah. um, thing. I mean, happily, I don't think anybody was hurt or anything like that. But certainly the, the you know, the what they were telling me didn't sound like it was a great experience getting into the ground. Um, no, it's so sad. And I heard somebody with well, kids as well said, you know, I don't want yeah. to take my kids if it's going to be like this. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't, it's not a great, you know, it's not a great advert for the game really, because no. again, you know, just treating football fans as though they're, you know, they're the lowest of the low mm. uh, rather than treating them like human beings. And without okay. any reason. I mean, let's face it, Liverpool fans hasn't been bad uh, in Europe at all, have they? I'm no rumour of that. Not, not since Heisel, basically. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but so- that, I mean, not to put that, not to like, you know, ignore that, but that was so long ago and we've yeah. learned from that and it's evolved and it's changed. I mean, we can't change the history and it is what it is, but that's, that's not yeah. the same band. You know, things have changed. You you would hope that the, you know, the the police, uh, you know, you would think they're used to policing big games, particularly, you've got, you know, Benfica play sporting or something. Maybe this is how they treat Mm. the supporters when when they have the derbies in Lisbon. I don't know. Um, Mm. But but it just seemed a bit of a shame and and a bit overzealous in terms of what was actually needed. But Mm. hey, oh. so clearly we've got the return leg. Um, would you would you play the same team 
Amy Kate, would you make any changes to the team we put out against Benfica? Um, trying to think of what the lineup is actually. Um, I don't think I really would, but I have to look at the lineup again. Um, so we had obviously Alison in goal. Um, right. Arte came in for Matic, but it was pretty much your standard back four. He had Fabino, Cater, um, and Tiago in midfield, and then you had. Uh, well, I'm, this is going to test my memory. I think it was <laughs> Diaz, Mane, Salah, and did Diaz start or did he come yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, he started. Okay. Yeah. He started. So, yeah, so that was that's your team. You know, the only thing I may switch um, would be possibly, you know, I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of of Keita. Um, I I think that he's done a lot better this season, but he's been injured a lot, and I don't feel like he's always up to the task. Um, he he worries me at times. Um, and then the other thing between um Jota and and Diaz, um, those are the only two, but they're interchangeable for me. I think I'm so excited to see Diaz when he when he came on and when they switched. When I saw that that Jota was coming off, I was like, oh. And then I saw who it was that was coming on for. I was like, okay, I can do that. So I wouldn't mind if those two interchanged with each other. Like that, I think both of them are equally just as good players, and I wouldn't be bothered either way. So I'm not, not really. As long as long as 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 one of them is playing, and and then they're all, you know you can sub in. I'm I'm good. You know I, I I have faith in our our team. I mean it's so great that we have such a deep bench now. You know, which we hadn't in the past. So. Um, it's you know and 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 maybe we do um you know give some some other players depending on you know the second half or whatever um but we could give some some other players some time if we stay the way we are like i i wouldn't mind seeing origi play again give him some Mm -hmm. some minutes um you know but it it also depends we don't want to give it away either yeah we, we have a two goal lead we want to keep that so yeah so what you're but, saying but if, is if we're if we're two nil up at home in 70 minutes uh you you you'll let divok come on oh absolutely tacky yeah we're tacky you know give them i do feel for them i do think in most other teams they would be playing pretty regularly uh, yeah uh and a bit you know Sort of them, you know, Oxley Chamberlain players like that. It's just, yeah, it's uh, you know, the again, uh, you know, Klopp has been involved in the team, and you know, ultimately it may be that you know one, two, or you know, some of those go at the end of the season, which will be a shame. But I completely understand if they want to be able to play regularly, and it's not something that looks like it's going to happen here anytime soon. Yeah. The only thing that concerns me and is, you know, when we we still ended up I think second no, third in the league, but I mean at one point we was like, Do we have any players left? Because of all the injuries. Yeah. And so it worries me that if we do not have those players, now what? So it bothers me that that, that 
some of these players that don't play week in, week out that want to go, understandably, that we could lose because they are still vital to the team. And you know, this is just this is just my opinion. I I think that um, you know, Origi may well go at the end of the season, and he will go with legendary status. I mean, I wouldn't put it past it to you know, we'll we'll talk about the the um, Man U and Everton games. I wouldn't put it past him to come on and score in either of those, frankly. Um, but, right. Yeah, I I think. You know, we we do have we do have the depth, and we talked about it on the last pod. Now, we you know you look at our bench; it's so much different than when it was you know two years ago. So we we need we need to keep that. It's just the makeup of the players on it may change a bit. Um, but I don't, I you know, I trust Klopp enough to know that uh, or to believe. That you know, if he lets players go, he believes he's either got players in the team that can step up, or will bring you, you know, at least as good replacements. But you know, the, it's you know, it's not as easy as it as it seems to to find people who are good enough to be able to slot in, but also are willing to sit on the bench. I won't say happy but willing to sit on the bench. I think yeah. that's, that's a difficult uh, mix to, to find. Um, seeing as we, we are, um, you know, we've obviously got the Penfica game, but as I said at the beginning, you know, we're, we're playing kind of every every two or three days. And, of course, after Benfica, um, we then uh, reconvene with Man City. Um, so... Uh, what did we learn today from from the game that we would want to change for the FA Cup semi-final? Um, Randy, let me let me start with you on that. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? Uh, we learned that uh, I think our midfield has to work better with our defence because they are very quick. And I felt that Martip and sometimes um, uh, Virgil didn't sort of, they had to run after people <laughs> coming through our defence. So I think we have to do something there. And uh, also that going forward, um, I felt that the couple of times when we were doing a counter-attacks, we were better than when we, when we were trying to play against their uh, sort of defend line deep uh, so just play our game really but be extra alert in defence I would say uh, and I think maybe I would put uh, Konate in there uh, because of his speed and uh, strength and uh, rest Matip for that one um, but um, yeah it's now going forward it's, it's so many matches so it's difficult to know when to do what but I think going back to uh, trying to rest Matip every other match might be a good idea. Uh, he looked a bit um, slow today, but of course he didn't do as, as much going forward as he normally does. So then we might as well play Konate, I think. Yeah, was, was that? do you think that was because of the way that Man City set up? 
Yeah, because he, he needed to be he, alert. He, he knows he can't he run back. Forward. You know, because if he goes forward, who's left back there then? You know, he, he, he was very busy trying to be there, but at the same time, not really <laughs> managing all the time. So uh, maybe then play Konate instead and then leave uh, Matip for another game where he can do what he normally does, which is brilliant going forward. <laughs> And yeah. then maybe Kate, you t- you talked about sort of you know looking at Jota and Diaz as being kind of not interchangeable, but but being you know absolutely great you know replacements for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would you would you for example start Diaz for the FA Cup semi final rather than Jota, or would you you know would you change that front three completely? You know, would you well say completely, but you know what I mean? Would you? Yeah, would you move it around? Um, you know, I would. I don't know. I mean, either I, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence, to be honest, because either way, I, I could see that it working, and the other one coming in for the, you know, one coming yeah. in for the other one at some point, um. I don't know if I really care one way or the other. Um, I almost yeah. kind of think, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong here. I almost kind of think I want to see Diaz start because Jota's really good at coming in and making changes and really, you know, um, livening yeah. it up and fresh legs. And I almost think it would be better um, in that in that scenario. But if it doesn't go that way, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> You know, um, I think that we really need to be less, you know, we need to really, our back line and, and our midfield is, is um, not as strong as it can be. Um, I think they know how to play us. And that's, you know, where we get caught out. I mean, there was, there was quite a few times today that, that they broke through the defense and, and you're, looking at it like oh you know thank god the ball went either over or or we were able to you know get back in time but there was a few times i was thinking oh my god they're going to score on us again it could have been worse um the offsides goal um glad it was offsides but that that what if it wasn't you know we would have ended up losing so um i think we really need to work on our on our um defense and midfield i think that's where we really need to hold the line Okay, um, so I have I, my view on on Diaz is I I would actually start him in the FA Cup semi final. Um, mm-hmm. It's for t- t- two reasons really. So one is I thought he was magnificent when we played Chelsea at Wembley in the League Cup final, um, and you know he didn't even know the team that well at that point. The second thing is Man City haven't really played against him. Um, he's maybe, I know, you know, he got 20 minutes or whatever tonight, uh, today, but, you know, they haven't really been exposed to him for a yeah. game. And, and he's a bit of an unknown quantity to them, I think. Um, Good point. That, Good point. That's part of the reason why I think it would be a good move for him to be in the front three when when we get to Wembley, um, because 
you know, to to your point, if if we play the way we played today, particularly in the first half, we will lose. Um, yeah, I think I think Diaz will. Um, I think Diaz will give us something, just something a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the, of, you know, playing the high line, the offside, we, we, I don't believe we're going to stop that. So we just need to make sure we're absolutely on point for that. Um, but it is, it is going to be interesting to see what changes, if any, Klopp uh, makes in, you know, having looked back and analysed how we played this game. Um, because it did feel like we started quite nervously, which surprised me. I would have expected us to be more on the front foot, and and that's what I would want to mm. see. As a, when you know when we get to to Wembley, I want us to start off on on you know the right tempo on the and on the front foot. Um, that will I think take us quite a long way. Um, but yeah, so we we will we will see. Um. So we've uh, we've talked quite a lot about the the men's football team, um, mm-hmm. and now uh, we're going to take uh, a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to spend some time talking about LFC ladies, um, who are the championship champions. I don't know if I'm using the table right, uh, title right even. So let us talk about. LFC ladies. Amy Kate, I'm gonna start with you because you've been championing the you've been championing the team for, for quite a while. Um and we've started talking about them over the last uh you know couple of couple of years, but they're really um coming back to prominence now. So what would you like to say about the uh Liverpool ladies performance this season? Oh, it's been phenomenal. They've just been such a joy to watch when you were able to watch them, of course. Um, And that's going to change next season because of, you know, moving. Not only did they win the their league, the the championship, um, they're moving up to the WSL. And it's so cool to see they're now, you know, top flight again and and they're going to have more exposure and, you know, so much more support and it's been so cool to just see how well they've done and, and the confidence that the girls have had and and just, you know, got to give credit to Matt Beard. He came back and really brought this team back to life. Um, it's It's been so cool. And the other really neat thing was the game that they played last Sunday was um, they had over 5,000 uh, people there. I can't remember the exact number. I think it was like five and a half thousand. And that was a championship uh, record. So they, you know, I get it. It's only 5,000. But when you're only getting a couple of thousand, I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's only going to get better. And it's showing how, you know, fans are really getting behind the women. You know, not mm-hmm. just in, um, not just Liverpool fans, but but with the women's game. And so I'm really excited to see where this goes because it's 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 definitely um, a positive thing to see that that the women are you know getting the support and playing really well. So mm. I mean when when they go back up, I mean they've got a, a tough challenge because there's teams out there 
that yeah. are just phenomenal. You know, um, you know, Sydney and, and Arsenal and Chelsea. I think Chelsea's number one, right? Chelsea and Arsenal are like one and two, I think. Um, I mean, they're strong teams, so we're we're gonna have some competition. It's it's definitely a, a whole other level, but I think we can do it. And as we continue to grow and continue to get the right players and have, you know, that support and the management's phenomenal. So I'm just, I'm really, really excited to see where we go. And I'm so happy to see them, um, that they, they, you know, they're back up where they belong. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was brilliant. Um, it was brilliant to see. And also the fact of, um, that you know they went to Bristol and they beat Bristol four two in their own ground, um, mm-hmm. which was you know which sealed the championship. You know that's that's the way to do it. I you know I wish the men had been able to go to the Etihad and win four two, but you can't have you can't have everything. <laughs> um, but I also I I love the fact that you know Jurgen Klopp, uh, you know made a point of of congratulating them and you know, sort of said he's been, you know, talking to some of the, you know, female players. He's obviously done some work with them around the LBG, LBGT stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm enjoying seeing, you know, some more kind of uh, formal links and stuff being started to, to, done, to be done between uh, the, the various different teams. Um, yeah. And, you know, Trent, I think, I don't know if you saw Trent, it, Randy. Yeah. See, Trent did a little Trent video, did a video. Uh, you know, giving congratulations, congratulations. to the women's team. And um, I mean, the, I don't, Randy, I, I mean, I know that it, it not, you know, it's not as popular yet, but, but I think, uh, would you agree that, you know, the, the more successful the women are, the only, you know, that's only a positive thing, both in terms of growing the game, but also around, you know the get getting and and I don't mean that they lost the credibility back, but getting the credibility that they that Liverpool are looking after them in the right way now, that they're getting more you know proper attention from the club and and the support that they should be getting. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a it's a you know it's a brilliant thing to see them back in the. Uh, WSL next next season and yes I agree with you Amy Kay you know it's not going to be a walk in the park um, you know Chelsea and Arsenal are sort of seasoned playing in the, you know the Women's Champions League um, you know you've obviously got the Continental Cup and the various other things so you know Liverpool are going to have to um, you know learn and, and learn quickly um, but you know, fingers crossed. Matt's obviously got a bit of a magic touch with the mm-hmm. with our women's team. So um, long, long may it continue. Um, so yeah, we look forward to see who who stays with us, um, who they bring in for next season, um, and the fact that they did it with two games to spare is you know should not be forgotten either. Um, right. So they can really I- enjoy their last couple of games. Uh, be a bit of a you know. Just a celebration of the season that they've had. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see um, a couple other things that the club have been doing. Um, they are looking for 
and should I don't know when it's going to be announced, but they're they're actively looking for a training facility for the women, um, which is huge because I was really upset that the women weren't even considered, or it appears to be. I should be fair because I don't know, but the women aren't at, at the IX, so um, or AXA. Sorry, I don't know why I said IX. Um, AXA training facility. Mm. There, there's no place for them there for whatever reason. You know, I'm I'm trying to be um, partial. Uh, you know, not or just not try to make this. Uh, I'm partial. Sorry, I'm not trying to make this like oh you know feet on Liverpool because it really did upset me when when I felt like they just didn't care or it appeared to be that way but it looks like they're trying to do things you know they're they're definitely um behind the scenes doing things that I think a lot of us don't know so it's not as can I just ask something yeah because it's something I don't understand because I thought if if we have a uh women's LFC team that should be a part of the whole LFC setup but it looks That's like from outside now, it looks like it's two different, completely different, separate uh, stuff going on. That's and exactly. that confuses me a lot. I don't understand it. Is it what? What is it like? Why? You know, that's how it appears to me as well. And I've asked those questions. Um, and I think it's probably more... It looks like that more than it really is, but it still really is. You know, we're supposed to be one club, one vision. You know, we're supposed to be Liverpool Football Club. Everything that that encompasses the men, the women, the academy, everything. But it doesn't appear to be that way. And and Liverpool act for that, and rightfully so. And I've been one of those people that have definitely questioned it. But um, there is a a women's focus group about them. Um, I was asked to be a part of that and very proudly part of that. So... I got to find out that there was things that it's not out in the public because that was one of the things that I actually raised. What about us kind of thing? Um, so they have visions and not necessarily that they're in line with what I believe, but it's definitely more than I thought was happening. And they are trying to um, do more things and they are aware that, you know, the men bring in more money, but they're listening and, and they're, yeah. they're wanting to hear what we have to say, which is, half the battle now will they do anything about it i don't know but they're at least making that effort to to um to try and see what's needed one of the things that i want to point out that i think most people don't know is that you know the attendance right like it was the biggest attendance at bristol city and that they've had all season and it's a record and but there's there's a few things that people don't know that if you want to go watch the women and it's not, you know, at the same time because we do it. We've had a few games this season that they were the same time, so I get it. But um, the the club this year has been putting on free coaches, so you can go to mm. Ann's and get on the coach and go watch the game at uh, Prenton Park. And they've done some away ones down into London as well, which was never something that they did before. So that's a huge thing that they've really done. They're they're making it more accessible for the fans. The other really great nice thing coach. that I know it's not very expensive it's like five or six pounds for for a ticket so it's it's not a lot of money um but if you have a season ticket you don't have you can go for free that's part of your season ticket that they recognize and that's the thing that people need to know 
this is something that you mm. can do. So go support the women. It doesn't even cost you anything, especially when they're at Prenton Park and they're they're getting such a great support. There's a, um, it's been now they're they're going on their second season, um, but uh, or second year into it. But they've started a a, a women's supporters group um, that's been you know I think a huge huge part of this because they've been advocating not just individual fans, this particular group. And they've gotten a great following and and the fans are, are um, building and, and the club's embracing that. And the other really cool thing that I think a lot of people don't know about the women is if you follow them on social media, a lot of times they might follow you back or they'll actually reply back to your messages and and they interact with you more than the men would. You know, it's, it's, you get really excited when, when you actually get a like or a comment from one of the, you know, first team men's players, because that's a rarity. I get it. They've got so many more um, people following, but the women actually do. And they actually take the time to um, interact with their fans, which you don't get with the first team as much. So that's something to think about is how they, they do those kind of things. You know, and, and it's just, it's such a good, um, yeah. good thing to see. And, and they're, they, they, they want to, you know, they love having the fan support. And I think it's made a huge, huge difference. So, um, uh, good to hear. <laughs> they're part of our team too. They are, they are indeed. Um, and it, and it's brilliant what they've done this season. Many congratulations to them. Yeah. forward. To, to following them next season and let's hope the men can potentially emulate them. Um, yeah. So on that on that note, and we're we're sort of we've got a couple more things to, to cover before we draw this to a close. So um following uh, next home leg against Benfica and the FA Cup semi final against City, we just have the small uh matter of um, Man, City, uh, Man United at home, followed by Everton. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Brandy, um, and let, I'll give you Man U, and then uh, Amy Kate can have Everton. So, what do we think? <laughs> thanks a lot for getting Man U. I mean, thanks a million, because they're brilliant, aren't they? I was watching the Everton match yesterday and I couldn't believe my eyes. I mean, I haven't seen as destructive and boring football in years. And talking about our defence, Man United's defence is the biggest shamble ever. And that fridge that is the most expensive one ever moved about, he can hardly move. And he actually made the one goal that Everton needed. So what a match. <laughs> so, I, I mean, looking forward to playing them, I must say, although I know that they're going to raise their game when they meet us. But they were really, really bad yesterday. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And that really grumpy, uh, stupid uh, number seven they got. Did you did you get that? He actually he smashed a, a child's phone afterwards going into the... Uh, off the pitch because he was so in such a bad mood. <laughs> oh dear. Well, yeah, I can't is, wait for that um, much. I, I saw something on social media, but to be honest, I didn't even really bother looking at it because I was just like, I don't give a shit about Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> um, 
so there was a load of you know nonsense and I was I was out yesterday as well um so to be honest I hadn't really followed it I, I know there was something mentioned on match of the day I got back in time to actually only <laughs> I missed the the Everton Man U game when I turned it on and I can't remember what the next game was but I sort of watched it with with half an eye so I didn't know what all the what all the the nonsense was about that but um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, so, it's weird, and, and, you know, let's hope this doesn't come back to bite, but I'm, I, I'm genuinely not that concerned about Man United. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just, I don't know, I don't know, uh, what, what appears clear to me is that they don't seem to know what they're doing, as in I don't think they're clear about what shape they're playing, I don't think they're clear about how they're supposed to be um, playing, you know, the formation. It feels, they feel like a very strange outfit at the moment with with not a lot of direction. And you kind of get that because, mm. you know, everybody knew this manager was only coming in for six months and then would, you know, go upstairs and then somebody else would come in, which always seemed like a very bizarre thing to me anyway, but hey-ho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, uh, you know, I will, you know, I will sort of say, you know, temper this by saying, you know, of course you would expect Man U to raise their game, and of course I expect a, a hard game. But if they continue to play the way they have been playing, we should have enough to beat them. Um, the one I guess I'm slightly more interested in is the uh, Everton game, <laughs> uh, Amy Kate, because. Uh, frankly they're they're yard dogs um and you know if there was a get if of the two that i'm more concerned about it is the everton game only because i think they would potentially go out of their way again to try and hurt our players yeah you know i mean we could look back and or think back to some of the times we've played them and we've we've They've been nasty, and and I think you know. I think I agree with you. Actually, actually, I don't think I know. I agree with you that that's the one I'm worried about because Everton, no matter how they're playing or where they are on the table, it's a totally different thing when it's a derby. When Liverpool play Everton, it's just a whole other thing, um, and they 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 find their heart. So I'm worried about that. But we are at home, which is also important. Um, but they have so much to lose. I mean, they are one spot off from being relegated. And I don't know how I feel about that. Part of me wants to laugh. But if I'm being honest, I really don't want to see that. Because there's only six teams left that have not been relegated since the Premier League started. And they're one of them. And it just would we wouldn't have the derby anymore. The dynamics of football in Liverpool would change. And I think that it's that's one of those things that's so important. And and the banter back and forth between Liverpool and and Everton is so brilliant uh, that I'd hate to see. Just, just think how I mean, much more laugh. brilliant it would be if they were in the championship. Well, we we would have a good laugh, and but. But the reality of it, like once the reality sets, it's a whole other thing. So yeah, I um, 
Hmm. I had a, I was having a conversation with my brother, who's a Chelsea fan, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, you don't want Everton to go down, do you?" And I said to him, "As far as I was concerned, it couldn't happen to a nicer team. Um, <laughs> I'd be delighted if they got relegated." Um, and frankly, maybe a season or so in the championship would do them some good. Um, you know, help them work out what the hell it is they, they think they actually want to be as a as a football. Team. <laughs> um and I get, you know, I get people sort of saying, Oh, you know, you don't you'll lose the Merseyside Derby. I don't I don't think it would do us any harm for a season or so to <laughs> not have that. Uh, you know. We are you saying we we kind of miss getting at least four points a season off? That's a, that's a, that's a slightly different, a slightly different thing. But but you know, yeah. it's, um, it's become a very bitter, unpleasant kind of um, environment. Certainly since the last time I went, and I'm I'm not sure that I would miss it. If 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 we didn't have it for a couple of seasons, I think it would be, I think it would be refreshing. And I think as and when they came back, if they did get relegated, actually it would give it a new impetus for the for the derby. Yeah, I, th- just, I don't mind either or. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it happens, it happens, but I guess... I mean, I have to say, yeah, I have to say, I think this weekend's results have put them in a much stronger position. You know, them beating United, Burnley losing to whoever they lost to, I can't remember, but another relegation threat team. (laughs) The Leeds was winning. Leeds won, Brentford won, Newcastle won. Um, but you know, obviously Watford lost, mm. uh, Burnley lost, um, and Norwich won. Mm. So they've they've been closing the gap, and there's now four points between Everton and Burnley. So one but Everton of, has to play uh, Chelsea, and thus they do. Yeah. They do. <laughs> so, um, do they still so, have a game in hand as well? Don't they still have a game in hand as well? Do they? Uh, I think they, I don't know. They, I, I don't honestly, remember. I'm a little behind everybody else right now. I'm not really paying attention to them. I'm only exactly. Um, I think they've played. They might have played thirty games, and I think we've played thirty-one. But I maybe played thirty-one as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to have a quick look as I'm talking to you. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really um. I think I think it will end up that there are three worse teams than them, mm. uh, you know, at the end of the season. So mm. um, Everton have played 30 games, as have Burnley, and Everton are on 28 points and Burnley are on 24, and they've got exactly the same goal difference. Mm. Um, and then the next team is Leeds uh, on 33 points, but they've played two games more than Everton. So oh. if Everton won both of those games, they would conceivably overtake Leeds. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, well. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, sort of. They won't be winning at Anfield, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully uh, yeah. not. 
Well, hopefully, definitely, hopefully not, particularly with the <laughs> fat ass Frank. I don't think yeah. I, can't, I can't bear the man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, but we we have a, you know, basically, I don't think as we have a single game that loses any intensity between now and the end of the season. And, you know, in the ne- in the next 10 days, we will know whether we're in the semi-finals of the Champions League, whether we're in the final of the FA Cup, <laughs> whether we are still on the heels of Man City or possibly ahead of them, depending whoever they play next. Mm. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a magnificent few weeks. Nerve jangling. But, oh, yes. You know, this is, <laughs> this is what we want. <laughs> We want every game to mean something. Yeah. So can't can't argue with that. So we're coming to the end of this pod. So let me do a quick quiz round for any other business. Amy Kate, let me start with you. I think I already kind of went there. I'm really excited about the women and and um and, and our chances of like we've got so much to play for. So um just sending positive thoughts out to our teams. Brilliant. Randy. Uh, we must say hello and welcome to this young man, man called Carvalho. We signed him from Fulham just this week. Oh, and it's really great. nice what a prospect he is. So look at our midfield or our front uh, end going mm. forward now with him and Elliot and all the, you know, excitement and Diaz and everything. I'm I'm very excited for the future. It looks so good. Really, really nice. Yeah, I uh, I, I can only echo that. Um and the last thing I think I would I would say is um whisper it quietly. But <laughs> there is a possibility that Jurgen Klopp might say <gasps> Oh, that would be. Oh. You mean forever? <laughs> I can't oh. promise you forever, Randy. I'd I love that. Will forever, forever be in our hearts, though. Yes. <laughs> but, but it sounds like he's willing to consider the possibility of extending his contract. Mm. Yes. And to yes. my mind, that's brilliant news. So let's Absolutely. think positive thoughts on that as well. Indeed. Yes. Oh, um, and last but not least, have you seen the new Jurgen Klopp song that's going round? Uh, yes. <laughs> the, to the tune of the Beatles. Um, Rock you know. something? What was that? <laughs> you know, it goes, I'm in love with her and she's, I feel fine. So oh, they yeah. take that Beatles song oh. and there's a new set of lyrics for Jurgen Klopp. I will try and find it on social media and send it round to you. But Do that. Uh, have oh, a yeah. little look out for it. It's good fun. Oh, um, really? <laughs> so I think we're going to call it a night there. Thank you very much uh, for this uh, sort of hot off the press pod uh, <laughs> taking into account the Man City game uh, plenty of other subjects covered thank you very much for listening everybody, hope you enjoyed this pod, pod. we will be back uh, fairly shortly because there's an awful lot going on in the meanwhile, 
enjoy the remaining games coming up on the seasons and up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.